Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor J.D. is back after taking a break from his prophecy updates to seek solace and guidance from the Lord. This time of respite was encouraging and rejuvenating. Today, Pastor J.D. acknowledges that his updates are difficult to hear, but as they say, the truth hurts. Listen, rest in God's peace, and stand strong in truth. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 24th, 2021. Let's get to it. I'm going to have to ask you to bear with me as I address the prophetic seriousness of all that's happening in the world today with real talk. By real talk, I mean fearlessly talking about the real issues without being superficial or filtering out words so as to not offend anyone. I don't mean that you're rude, your words are seasoned with grace, but you have to speak the truth in love. I think you would agree that the world in which we're living in today is most unforgiving of one's unwillingness to speak the truth in love. And because of love, by the way, and not hold anything back. Actually, one need look no further than to the Word of God and the God of the Word to find said real talk, not holding back, specifically and chiefly in the book of Jeremiah. I have such a love for this man of God, mightily used of God, spent some time in Jeremiah getting to get reacquainted with this prophet, often affectionately referred to as the weeping prophet. I want to begin with chapter 20, verse 7, because it's almost like this dialogue between Jeremiah and the Lord. And it's really more of a contest. Uh, Jeremiah is contending with the Lord, and um, the Lord wins, of course, this uh, discussion, this argument, this concern. 
He says, O Lord, you induced me, and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I, and have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me. For when I spoke, I cried out, I shouted. This is what I like about Jeremiah, he yelled. (laughs) Man after my own heart. I shouted, violence and plunder, because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Then I said, this is where Jeremiah is like, I I can't do this anymore, Lord. I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in His name. Translated, I quit. Problem? Slaves can't quit. He wanted to, but he writes by the Spirit of God, His Word was in my heart like a burning fire, shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. In other words, even if I tried, there's no way. In chapter 1, beginning in verse 8, this is the word of the Lord to Jeremiah. He says, Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then, verse 9, Jeremiah writes, The Lord reached out His hand, and He touched my mouth, and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. Now, you need to speak them. Yeah, but this is a a hard word, Lord. I don't know if you know this about Jeremiah. If you do, it's a good reminder that he really never had one person respond in his ministry. I assure you that Jeremiah would never be asked to speak at a conference today, if he were alive. Look at his track record. In other words, he knew that the word that he was to speak, the word that the Lord put on his mouth, in his heart, burning like a fire within him, was not going to be popular it was not going to be received. And it was going to be met with ears that refused to hear. Chapter 23, Jeremiah, beginning in verse 28. The prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has my word, let him speak 
speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, says the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. In other words, the Word of God just keeps hammering and hammering and penetrating like the fire that burns. You're familiar with Second Timothy chapter 4. We talk about this often. I'll read verses 1 through 4. The Apostle Paul is writing to this young pastor, and he's trying to encourage him, and doubtless Timothy is discouraged. And it would seem that one of the reasons that he's discouraged is because his preaching, his teaching is being met with those who are dull of hearing, who don't want to hear it. And so he says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. There's there's a sermon right there. Verse 2, here's the charge. Three words. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering. You know what long-suffering is, right? It means you suffer long. I know that's deeply profound. And teaching. And here's why, Timothy, for the time will come dare I say, that time is now. When they will not endure sound doctrine, they won't hear it. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth, and be turned aside to fables. Timothy, there's there's coming a day when people will flock in great numbers to teachers who will tell them what their ears are itching to hear. It's all good. You're a good person. God loves you. Let's just have a group hug. No mention of sin, no mention of hell, no mention of what Paul mentioned in verse 1 about judging. Don't judge me. Man, if I had a dollar for every time I heard, don't judge me, how apropos it is to where we're at today. Listen to this. God says to Isaiah, now go, 
write it before them on a tablet and note it on a scroll that it may be for time to come forever and ever that this is a rebellious people lying children children who will not hear the love the Lord who say to the seers do not see and to the prophets do not prophecy stop the prophecy updates already do not prophesy to us right things speak to us smooth things prophesy deceits what I mean if it were not on the pages of Holy Writ I wouldn't believe it they were actually saying stop prophesying what's right. We know what's right. Lie to us. Don't tell us or prophesy to us what we need to hear. Only tell us the smooth things that we want to hear. And it gets worse, verse 11. Get out of the way. Turn aside from the path. And if you can imagine this, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. That's hard to read, let alone grass. Would you agree? They're actually saying, we don't want to hear it. Get out of here. Stop. Don't tell us the truth. We don't want to hear it. We want to hear lies, not truth. This is probably as good of a time as any to once again thank all of you that are here, (laughs) and all those online who have ears to hear, the hard things, and the hearts to receive the real talk. I think about that account in the Gospels when Jesus is teaching to the multitudes, and it's a hard teaching. And we're told that the multitudes just started leaving. They didn't want to hear it. They bailed on Jesus. And then very interesting, Jesus turns to His disciples and He says, are you guys going to leave too? And Peter, I love this, it's interesting, but He says to the Savior, no, because you alone have the words of life. And the reason that's interesting is because it's almost like he thought, yeah, I do want to leave, but where am I going to go? 
because you alone have the word of truth, the word of life. I don't want to hear this, but I need to hear this. I was uh, thinking about the last couple of weeks, and I just thought to myself, you know, I think the people just need a break from me. And the reason I, I'm, I'm being very candid with you, the reason I thought that and said that is because I needed a break from me. It is hard, but it's the truth. It is right, but I need to hear it. We may not want to hear this, but we need to hear this. And the reason we need to hear this is because the prophetic stage is being set and everything is happening at warp speed. And I say that in that way for what I think would be deemed obvious reasons, given the swiftness with which everything is happening. I was talking with somebody on the phone. He said, you know, Pastor, I, I have to ask you to forgive me. I said, well, wow, what'd you do? I said, well, last year I stopped listening to you. I stopped listening to your updates. I didn't want to listen to your updates anymore. She was very happy to know that I didn't want to listen to my updates. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? And then she said, and then it hit me, and I realized that everything you were talking about started to happen. And that's when I realized, hey, yeah, I don't want to hear this, but <laughs> I need to hear this. I need to hear this. So, as many of you know, I spent the last two weeks seeking the Lord just concerning all that has happened as fast as it's happened, and even now is happening. And one of the main reasons for doing this was because there are just too many unknowns. So I went to the one who does know, and I took the last two weeks just petitioning the throne and inquiring of the Lord, and I have to tell you that. I had a great time with Jesus. <laughs> I didn't want it to end. It just came away with this sense, and maybe this is a word for somebody here today. You need to hear this, and actually you want to hear this too. I came away with this profound sense of the love that God has for us. He loves you so much. He loves you so much, you can't even begin to fathom the love that God has for you. I was just, have you ever had those times with the Lord where you're just like, okay, stop. It's just, let me catch my breath, it's too much, Lord. Ah. Uh, 
I had much needed quiet time, but I had to turn down the volume of my busy life. (laughs) Because if I didn't, I would not hear clearly that still small voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Lord's always speaking to us. It's not the question of, you know, is God speaking? Oh, He's always speaking. The question is, are we listening? Are we hearing? I use this illustration often. I even had occasion on a class reunion to tell this teacher that he was the subject and object of many sermon illustrations, to which he was uh, a little surprised. But his name was Mr. Bowman, and he had this really quiet voice. And it was kind of a, you know, those monotone voices. And he talked, basically, he talked like this. I mean, he just had like one volume. First day of class, freshman in high school, I walk in. And uh, because it is a custom in my country, I yelled at him. (laughs) Teacher, I can't hear you, speak up! To which he responded, no, this is how I talk. If you want to hear what I have to say, you need to be quiet. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in that still, small, refining voice will not compete with the clamoring voices in the world to get our attention. You want to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say? Turn down the volume on your busy life. Not an easy do, especially in the world that we're living in. But boy, I tell you, when you do, your only regret will be that you did not do it sooner. Because the Lord wants to speak into your life. And He wants to minister to you. And He wants to love on you. Well, I spent some time reflecting on the last two years. It seems that about two years ago, the fast forward button was pushed on Bible prophecy. And you know, the the fast forward, not like back in the day, you just had fast forward. Now you can go times two, times four, times eight, times 16, times 32. Do they have 64? So I was just inquiring of the Lord, really going back the last year and eight months. And I just, I wanted to step back and just kind of catch my breath. And (laughs) I went back over the last year and eight months, starting back in March of 2020. And I actually went into my archives and counted how many prophecy updates we've had since that time. And I counted 77. I like that number. It's not, (laughs) it wasn't deliberate. I'm not that clever. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. 
He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.